It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Happy Friday to you. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com, coming up in 60 seconds. I'm on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Also on the iHeartRadio app and LockedOnBengals.com. If you missed my conversation with Joe Goodberry, check it out. It was on yesterday's podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome in the man, Jeff Hobson. That's Jeff with a G, Jeff Hobson. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Hobson Sin. He's the writer for Bengals.com, and he's on with us now. Jeff, uh, I have to ask you, I have to start by asking you about Adam Jones. Obviously, he got into that airport scuffle fight that he ended, that he won. <laughs> but at the end of the day, is there a chance, is there a path where Adam Jones rejoins the Bengals and becomes a Bengal in 2018? I, I would think if there's, a major injury, or uh, if he, uh, you know, or if uh, guys don't play well, uh, you know, I, you know, I think, uh, I think the option's always there. Uh, I think it's, uh, but obviously, the way they've drafted and the way they've built this club, uh, they don't expect to do it. But uh, you know, you never know what happens down the road. Jeff, as far as this team, and obviously we're two weeks out, it seems like, at least locally. And, and I speak for myself and the media members I've talked to and fans I've talked to, that the Bengals' moves this offseason have been well-received from what they did in the draft to what they did in free agency, obviously trading for Cordy Glenn and getting Billy Price. I mean, they turned the 12th pick into two starting offensive linemen. That was such a critical move. They haven't been as well-received, or the moves haven't been received as well nationally. Vegas-wise, the, the odds aren't in the Bengals' favor well, what do you say to, to someone who, who comes up to you and says, it's still Marvin, it's still Andy, even though they've made some changes, we're not buying in? Yeah, I would, uh, you know, I really can't. You know, it's hard to uh, talk anybody into anything in this age <laughs> of polarization. That's true. But uh, I would, uh, to me, the thing that they had to do was rip up the offense. That's what I would say is, look, uh, uh, they did exactly what they had to do. They had to change the scheme. They had to change the scheme up front. And they had to get, they had to, they had, they had got dull. They had got uh, their edge, uh, their edge had dulled. Their, uh, uh, the, the, the fire and vibrancy that they had under, uh, the fire and vibrancy that they had under Gruden and the, and the creativity with uh, Gruden and Hugh Jackson, it, it, I mean, it just wasn't there. And uh, they had to rip things up. And, uh, you know, they had, I think they went back, they had to, you know, 
even even with Whitworth and Zeitler, they gave up 40 sacks. So things things weren't good up front. They had to change it schematically. They've done that. They brought in a whole new approach. They changed the culture up front. So I mean, you know, it's hard to convince people, but I think for the first time in a long time, I'm looking more at scheme and coaching at turning this thing around than I am at at the personnel, because I think most people in the league will tell you that they've got players, they've got enough talent to win, but it's, they've never seen, they haven't been able to seem to put it together. You know, since Andy Dalton was broke, his, remember when Andy Dalton broke his thumb, they were what uh, uh, ten and two. Yep. And he was an MVP candidate, and the offense just hasn't been, just hasn't come anywhere near that. And uh, you know, I feel, I think they feel like they have the core of that group. And, uh, you know, with Andy and AJ, and, uh, you know, but, how, you know, like, people aren't going to, but people are going to say, well, you know, let's see it. I'm not, why should I buy it? And they're probably right. Why should they buy it until they see see them come through? Yeah, and, and the, the interesting thing to me, you mentioned changes on the offense, and I'm curious to see what changes. Obviously, you don't know exactly yet. We've only seen OTAs in minicamp, but what do you think the biggest difference will be with this offense this season versus years past? Um, my sense is uh, it's it's really more built around uh, the things that Andy can do. I think it is. I think it is going to be more run oriented. I think. Uh, I think in the past they've gotten away from that. Maybe from huge after huge Jackson's first year. I think they got a little. Uh, I think they got away from that a little bit. I think they're going to try and. Uh, I think they're going to try and um, uh, emphasize their speed with guys like Ross and Geo and Eifert. You know, really take, really, really take advantage of some of these matchups. You know, make some hay on the perimeter. You know, um, try and try and loosen. You know, try and uh, uh, loosen up defenses on the edge. You know, and I and I think. Given that where they drafted Mixon and what kind of player Mixon is, I think I think the running game is going to be more in the forefront than it has been. I think it will be like uh, you know Hill's rookie year in '14. That's just some of the you know we'll never know until Bill Lazor starts calling plays for real. We probably even won't get a feel in the preseason really. You know we probably won't get a feel this thing until the opener. But I that's the sense I get watching these guys and talking to people. Um, a quicker, up-tempo, uh, with emphasis on Andy getting the ball out of his hands and uh, trying to uh, trying to emphasize their matchups and their speed, and um, you know try to uh, try to try to try to give you know try to display Mixon's uh, try to display Mixon's talents of which he has many. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com is with us. He's on Twitter, at Jeff Hobson Sin. Uh, as far as um, this team goes, I think one of its strengths is the the defensive line. I think it's certainly got a blossoming corner in William Jackson the third, potential all-pro type guy. How do you think that the defense is going to change under new defensive coordinator Terrell Austin? 
I think probably more pressure, be a little more pressure-oriented. I think probably he's looking for turnovers. They did a very nice job of that in Detroit his last season. Terrell Austin's uh, defense, I think, they were, I think they were third in turnovers. Everyone knows the Bengals, I think, we had the second-fewest turnovers in the league. So I think that sounds to me like they're going to up the pressure a little bit. That's kind of, uh, you know, T.A. is a T.O. guy. He likes turnovers. And um, uh, I think, you know, the, the thing with the, the Zimmer-Gunther defense we, we, we was so good, it, it, it made this team contenders. Let's face it. It's been, a, you know, the defense has been the soul of this team since Zimmer arrived in 08. It's been the backbone of, you know, those five, five, six postseason runs. The two division titles with Dalton and Green. It's the defense that's been at the heart of it. Um, but I think the one thing that, that that defense did was they gave up a lot of points late in the half and late games. I think there wasn't a lot of blitzing, there wasn't a lot of pressure. So I can see in situations like that where I think Austin's going to bring the heat a little bit. They won't, you know, Zimmer and Gunther tended to tended to sit back there and make, you know, offenses make mistakes. And I think they gave up a lot of points late because of that, I, I can see maybe, you know, if that was the one criticism of that defensive system, I would say that, but I think Austin is going to, I think Austin is probably going to bring the heat a little bit in certain situations. Jeff, I, I know you wrote about uh, backup quarterback Matt Barkley uh, on Bengals.com. Dan Ward actually did. Oh, oh Dan, Dan did, okay. Uh, Dan wrote about it. He did a great job on that. He, gotcha. Dan Ward was first old man in the business. Got, okay. Well, Dan wrote about it, but I'm going to ask you about him anyway. I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks, and it's not even just a Matt Barkley thing. I mean, I this is the first time definitely in Andy Dalton's career, professional career, where the backup position is very, I'll say, questionable. Because you got Matt Barkley, you got Jeff Driscoll, and you got the seventh-round pick in Logan Woodside, who I don't think many people expect to win the backup job. How do the Bengals feel right now about their backup quarterbacks? Well, I think they, uh, uh, you know, I think they're waiting to see. You know, uh, they wanted Barkley because Bill, because Bill Lazor uh, knew him. Uh, good guy, good guy to have in the room, uh, and he knows, you know, he knows a little bit about what uh, Lazor has implemented, you know, offensively. And Driscoll, you know, the story on Driscoll, uh, they feel like he may be the most athletic quarterback they've ever had. Um, I love the guy because he's a Red Sox draft pick. So, uh, uh, so your bias great. comes right through. <laughs> he wanted number six when they drafted him, and they had to tell him, "No, oh, Johnny Pesky's number six. He's retired." <laughs> so, uh, but um, Adam Nolman and uh, Sam Staley and uh, and Trunk got him, got him, uh, got him number six here uh, in orange and black. And he's, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think he gives Matt a run. I mean, I think that is a. Uh, that's an that's an intriguing that's an intriguing. I know, and you're right. Uh, I think you're right, James. It is the most unsettled that spot's been since Andy's been here. But I think they think they've got two 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 very solid guys, different guys, two very different guys. Uh, but I think guys that fit into what uh, you know what 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 Laser wants to do, which again is the I think a lot, there's going to be some Chip Chip Kelly stuff, a lot of uh, zone reads, and I I really think Driscoll. I looked at. I think Driscoll really fits the thing. I think Driscoll fits the thing athletically, and Matt fits the thing because he's used to the scheme. So it's a good matchup. Last question for you, Jeff, and, and thanks again for coming on. But as far as training camp goes, there's always a dark horse player that's going to emerge and push for a roster spot. If you had to guess uh, and predict that a guy would be 
uh, successful this preseason and really make the coaches think and have to make a, a tough decision when it comes down to cut-down day? Is there a guy or two that's undrafted or drafted late that comes to mind? Well, you would love to see Flowers play yeah. well and really make him think about it. Flowers, of course, the quarterback from South Florida, uh, who didn't get drafted, who's really not, you know, he doesn't, doesn't have the specs for an NFL quarterback, but he can do so many things athletically. He could do, I think I've said this to you before, James, you know, maybe he's your, maybe he's your third quarterback, your, you know, your, your seventh receiver, your, uh, you know, your second return guy, you know, maybe he's a Swiss Army knife for you. That would be interesting. I think, you know, maybe that, that's a long shot. I think a guy, I think an undrafted guy has got a real good shot to make it is Chris Worley. The linebacker from Ohio State. That's interesting to watch, and I think we all want to see Tate, um, yeah. the seventh round pick, to see if he can push. I think he's got a tough nut because Alex Erickson is such a fine returner. But uh, the seventh rounder, Auden Tate, is going to be an interesting guy to watch. But I would say, you know, the most intriguing thing to watch is Flowers because he can really, he could really make your roster versatile. Uh, but at the linebacker spot with Tez missing those. Uh, First four games, I think Chris Worley really, uh, I think he's already uh, got the coaches on notice, and he's got a real good shot, I think, to make the opening day roster. Jeff, I appreciate the time. We're two weeks out from camp. uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you plenty during training camp. Thanks for coming on. James, can't can't wait to see you because when I see you, I know it's the season. Can't (laughs) wait. So thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you. Good stuff there from Jeff Hobson. Actually talked to him earlier today on ESPN 1530. Really Good stuff. Can't wait to see him either because that means the season is starting. That means that once because once training camp starts, man, we're rolling. I do think it's inter- interesting what he said about the backup quarterback spot. To me, it sounds like Jeff Driscoll got a real shot. And I think I would prefer him over Barkley. I don't know what I have against Barkley. I just don't think he's that good. I don't know. Maybe I need to re-examine it. We'll see in the preseason. That's the thing. In 13 days, we're going to get all the answers. Starting with practice. A couple years ago, in last year, it was clear the offensive line was going to struggle. That the offensive line was a weakness. I can't wait to go to training camp to see if that's the case again. That and so many more questions get answered in less than two weeks. Have a great weekend. I'm James Erpine. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Back at it Monday right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.